It's Amy. Welcome to Churchcast, encouraging it with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Well, today I have my sidekick with me. The husband, the farmer. Hey there, it's me, Brian. And we're going to talk about something that is me trying not to rant, (laughs) but it is a little bit of a rant. (laughs) And I hear it all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Most of you, if you have listened for any amount of time, you know that we pastor a small church in a farming community in Central Valley of California. And maybe this is not something that churches in larger metropolitan areas deal with, or maybe it is. Actually, I think it probably is something that a lot of churches deal with. And the resources I get, this is a common issue that um, is happening in the church today past the pandemic. Yes. So you might be asking the question, what is this giant elephant in the room? Well, the problem that we're seeing, and this comes from, honestly, from a loving heart. This is not just angry Amy ranting about something that is really bothering her. Although, side note. It is really bothering me (laughs) and it bothers me because I love people and I really want them to grow closer to God. And so what we're seeing is so many people who have stepped back and stepped away from church. And again, this is not just a small church problem. This is something that he and I have had conversations together and separately with other leaders within the Christ community here. And a lot of churches are dealing with this problem of people kind of pulling away from church. Yeah, it's a common problem that we're seeing. And it, I think it's just because we've gotten comfortable with the convenience of church online, streaming. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're still streaming from our church. And we probably continue, we'll, we will continue to do so even for the near future and probably forever. It's just we invested in equipment and we want to put that equipment to use. And we want to give people an opportunity if they're not feeling good or uh, whatever reason to to stay engaged. Or maybe they're just checking out churches. Yeah, that's happened a lot lately. It's kind of like, you know, you want to try it out before you buy. So that's what I feel like online church kind of is for some people. And we've had people that have now been attending our church that have said, Hey, we saw you guys online. We watched you for a few weeks and decided, you know, maybe these crazy people need some more crazy people. And they came and joined. And it's been awesome. However, I really keep going back to the scripture in the Bible that is Hebrews 10, uh, verse 24 and 25. And it says this, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. What stands out to you in that scripture? The togetherness is what stands out. It's the doing life together. Right. Seeing each other's faces, smelling each other's body order, hopefully not too bad, and uh, just enjoying just being around each other. Right. And I agree. I think there's a lot of togetherness that happens within the community of church. Um, and, and I believe wholeheartedly that God created us for community. You know, like if, if he didn't want us to be together, he would have put Adam and Eve on like totally different sides of the planet, (laughs) but he chose to put them literally in the same garden and told them to multiply and to grow. Okay. Well, I think that being in church, we're told also to multiply and grow in our relationship with Christ with our relationships also with each other. 
And I think it's really important to define what community is because community has been skewed into thinking that as long as I'm in a network of some sort of social media, then I'm community. Right. And I'm sorry, but that is a very shallow community right. to sit in a Facebook group or a Text group. Instagram story <laughs> and think that we're connected that way. Right. It, it gives glimpses and there's, there's great, it's a great tool. I don't, I'm not saying that it's not, but it's a completely different thing to do life together, to sit and enjoy each other's company, um, sometimes get annoyed with each other, but love each other through it. I mean, it's all part of community and we need each other. Right. And too often we find that whenever we reach out for for help or if we need somebody, it's because we have some sort of crisis. There's something big and huge and scary and, you know, we don't know how to face it on our own. And that's when we reach out to our friends, family, and church community. And I think that that is a huge mistake when we do that because we're missing out on all of the celebrations. Absolutely. It, you know, when, and it's hard because if we look at our pastors and I'm one, but if we look at our pastors in general or the church in general as just a crisis center, then it's not going to be a place in our heart of a place of refuge, a place of serenity, a place of community. It just becomes the crisis or the ER of a hospital. Right. It's chaotic. I, I only go when I'm a mess and I need some help. There is so much more value to the church. I think if we just dissolve the church into just being a crisis center, we are missing a huge aspect of what the church is supposed to be. Right. Uh, the church is supposed to be a place where, yes, we can encourage each other, as the as the scripture says, and spur each other on. That means encourage each other. That means to to refine each other's skill sets, to to really bounce scripture back and forth, and to really you know get to know who Jesus is and and how he ministered, and how can we minister, and how we can reach out to our community. Um, those are the things that we are missing when we just think of the church as some sort of crisis center. Right. And I feel like it's so hard to connect with people when the only time you know them is when their life is falling apart. I enjoy getting to know people on just a regular every day. I, here's, here's one of my favorite things. I love that I've got friends that I am close with in such a way that when I see them in the grocery store, I'm not afraid to stop and talk to them because I know what's going on in their lives. I can ask, you know, hey, how's your mom doing? How's your how's your grandfather? I know he was in the hospital. Or, hey, how's your kid's uh, softball game going? Or, you know, it's awesome that they made X, Y, and Z. You know, things that are exciting in their lives, I want to be able to stop and talk to people and, and have that connection in conversation. But that only happens when we live in community with each other. You know, I don't always want it to be like, oh my gosh, I got to like er, go the other way because <laughs> I don't want to talk to so-and-so because it's awkward because, you know, I'll tell you the one thing that drives both Brian and I incredibly bonkers is when we see people that we have not seen in a very long time and the first thing out of their mouth is, man, I, I, I've been really wanting to come to church. Yeah. I've, it's like, we're not, first of all, the church police. Yeah. My job is not to convict you. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And I think that he does a very good job of that. Um, I'm sorry that if seeing my face or my husband's face <laughs> convicts you in some way <laughs> because you associate us with church. But I want people to be able to see us and be like, hey, it's great to see you, you know, and 
if you come to our church, that's awesome. If you don't, that's okay. I know that I've got listeners in other countries, other states, which I think is super Shout awesome. Shout out to Belgium. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> There's a few places that I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, why would you care to listen to me? But it's awesome to know that there are people who are Bible-believing who want to have encouragement all over the world. And if you are not involved in a church, I can't even tell you the benefits so far outweigh the loneliness that we choose sometimes. You know, we kind of get into this area where we back ourselves into a corner And we find that, you know, maybe we miss one Sunday and then two Sundays and then it becomes one month and then two months. And we're like, you know, it's kind of nice sleeping in. It's kind of nice eating pancakes and just watching church online in my pajamas. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes Brian and I want to be in our pajamas on Sunday morning. But you know what? We're not (laughs) because we are called to live and worship in community with each other. That's what we're called to do. You know, for so long, you know, the whole mask debate has gone on. And even when you see people when they're wearing their mask, it's hard to distinguish their emotions. Are they smiling at you? Are they frowning at you? You don't really know. And I feel like sometimes people have treated the church the same way. It's like they put a mask on the church and it's like there's a barrier and there shouldn't be. The churches should be a place where you feel welcomed, you right. feel encouraged, you feel loved. And... You leave a church uh, knowing that they have your better interest of getting you closer to God um, through Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's what we want to do. There's another scripture, Colossians 3.16, I think is an awesome scripture. And it's one of those scriptures that comes along often for us in recovery groups. And it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. I don't know about you, but I have never, not even one time ever in my whole entire life, walked up to somebody in the grocery store and started belting out hymns. I don't even know hymns, so... Where do you worship? You should worship all the time. That's the technical right answer, but we gather together and worship God together. Yes, we worship together because that's what the Bible calls us to do. And the place that you should feel the most at home, the most comfortable, I guess is the word, in worship is, again, and I'm going to keep like hounding this until you get it, is in community with other believers. That's where you worship together. Now, I'm not saying you can't worship online. I know my husband loves to watch, what is it, Planet Shakers? That's your your jam right there is Planet Shakers. I'm their top fan. He's their top fan. Yay him. And they're in Australia. Yep. Like, they're not even here. He's He was watching them, actually, before I came in and rudely interrupted his uh, Australian church time. (laughs) How dare you mess with my Australian church time. I'm sorry. I needed to get this together because the people need their encouragement. Amen. With sarcasm. <laughs> and heart also. Also with heart. And I think that's the the whole point is that our heart, I hope, bleeds out on this. That we love everyone. That we love and care. And we truly do want to see the best in people's lives. And the best is not us. The best right. is Christ. The best is having a relationship with Jesus. And 
Jesus made a way for a relationship by dying on the cross. And, you know, for a Christian, we know this. And so we shouldn't take community for granted because there was a high cost involved in having this freedom of expression of worship. And we should be able to gather and do it. Let's also be honest, you know, during the pandemic and we were forced to go into our corners, we were forced to go into isolation, we got comfortable. And maybe we had a great effort at first. As a family, we're going to read the Bible together. And as a family, we're going to watch the worship service and we're going to have discussion and we're going to teach and go deeper in God's word. But I'll tell you, I'm nine out of 10 families now today, a year after the pandemic, I don't think this is happening no more. I think it's whenever we wake up, whenever we rub the sleepies out of our eyes, we're just going to breakfast and moving on to our day. Right. Uh, and then we f- forget that this is the Sabbath. And as followers of Christ, we are to keep one day a week holy for him. And that is important. And to have fellowship and to have communion with one another as we try to commune with God is so incredibly important. Right. And I, I understand the idea of getting comfortable. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get the the comfort aspect of I'm at home. I'm going to stay at home. This is what we were told we should do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at some point we have to crawl out from underneath our rocks yep. and step into the sunshine and get warmed by the love of God. Like there's a point where you need to step back into community and Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who have completely gone backwards. Yeah. You know, like maybe it was tough for them before to come to church, but now they have this huge excuse. And another big problem that we here in America have seen is people have become extremely depressed, lonely. Yeah. You don't thrive when you're lonely. When you were alone, and I don't care how much of an introvert you are. I mean, I seriously thought that I was I was quite the introvert until this happened. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I miss like faces and people mm-hmm. <laughs> and ridiculous conversation. I mm-hmm. miss this. And we need to understand that we were created for community, period. We were created to worship and we were created to be together, to learn, to grow to be excited, to celebrate together, to mourn together when things aren't going so hot. But we were created completely for community. And that is really my point today is if you are not connected to a church, please find a church. Find that Bible-believing church that you can go to and you can plug in and be a part of it because there are so many places that need your gifts. Whatever gift that you have, When you're at home by yourself or when you're home staying with just your family, you're probably not using that gift to full potential. And churches need your gifts. God didn't give them to us to hoard. My mom used to tell me all the time, Amy, if you have a gift and you don't use it, you're going to lose it. That was my mom saying to me all the time. And I feel the same way. I feel like we are taking God's gifts and we're just sort of putting them in a shoebox and tucking them up in the back of our closets. And I'll use it later. I'll step out later. I'll, I'll love people later. You know, I have to look out for me first. Well, unfortunately, or I should say fortunately for us, Jesus didn't look out for him first. Jesus looked after you first. 
And he gave us a great commission, and that is to go, not to sit, not to not to isolate, but to go. Go to where the people are. And you do that by interacting with people and loving people right where they're at. No judgment. It's just really a place of just love. And let me tell you, when you're looking for a church, don't go to the biggest church because it's the biggest church. Go to the church go to a church that's closest to you. And if it's not the right fit, I always say this when people come and visit the Father's house in Kerman, is there's 31 flavors of church. Find the flavor that suits you and, and get involved. But right. that's the point. Get involved. Yeah. You know, the most blingiest church is not always the best church. If it doesn't spur you to closer to Jesus, then move on. It may be good for someone else or it may be spurring someone on. But uh, if it's not spurring you on, if you're not being challenged, if you're not if you're not looking and some some sermons are convicting, <laughs> then then, you know, maybe it's not the most healthiest church. You know, even when I preach as a pastor, I get self-convicted. <laughs> it's not self-convicted. The Holy Spirit <laughs> convicts me. But I mean, I'm preaching and I'm like, man, I should be doing better in this area or whatever. You know, it's it's one of those areas that we, you know, it's just because it's a, it convicts you a little bit doesn't mean it's a bad church. In fact, they're doing their job. Right. Because, you know, so many times and I, I love the, and you can find it on YouTube, uh, look up the chisel uh, by the skit guys. And that is a great analogy because sometimes be, being in love with Jesus, it hurts because we have grown accustomed to some bad habits yeah. and we need that chiseled away. So yeah. go to a church that spurs you on closer to Jesus and, and man, go to a church that you can get involved in. And that's the biggest thing is we need people to show up, suit up and get busy for Jesus. Right. So there we go. Rant over. I'm putting my soapbox away. <laughs> Until next week on Chirpcast. <laughs> encouragement with some uh, sarcasm, right? Maybe next week it'll be a little bit lighter. Yeah. But for this week, I hope that you're encouraged. And just so you know, Sunday is right around the corner. And if you have kind of been skipping out, and I'm not just talking to people I know, I'm talking to everyone out there. Take some time to find the place that God wants you to grow, to be in community, and to serve at. Because that's what he tells us to do. And if we can't even follow the basic, go to church, love your neighbor, man, we've got some serious soul searching to do. I hope that you are at least a little bit encouraged today, even though it might have been a little bit mean. Did it sound mean? You always sound mean. (gasps) I do not always sound mean. That's not true. It's not true that I don't sound mean? No, it's true that you don't sound mean. (laughs) And we'll leave that mystery alone. (laughs) Well, have a great day, and I will catch you next time.